Hello, welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super veteran and light of Shandora, Justin, joined by my co-host, super rookie and knight of the sky, Jacob. You said my name very well there, thank you. Hello everybody, and welcome to OP is OP. Uh, today, we are doing another side series in which we, you know, we talk about Are you, about are you commending stuff. me for not messing up your name like you always do? No, 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 no. I, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm talking about how you said Naya the Sky very fluidly. I, I like that. It made oh, me feel like you. I was really prestigious. Um, anyway, so this is going to be our first episode in another side series we're trying to start. We're, the name is still a work in progress. We're thinking of Ohara Codex or something like that. But... This is more theory speculation territory, right? Because the last episodes we covered, it was more about like what's the origins of shoot, what was the last one we did? I was thinking of the other idea well, the we last were just one about we to did do. Were the latest two chapters, ten sixty one and ten sixty two. No, the 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 previous uh side episode we and did the villains. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we just covered. I was just about to spoil a future idea <laughs> for another episode because <laughs> I thought we did that. Listen, it's been a while, dude. We do apologize for the delays on the episodes. Um, but yeah, our first in the site series where it's more speculation and more theories. And we're focusing first on Skypea. Not exact, not all not just exactly the island. Skypea, but more the ideas that Skypea presents and how we feel they're extremely relevant to the overarching story and plot of One Piece, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we could start, like, with the small stuff, obviously, because it is relevant in some way. Like, for example, the most fun, right, about Skypea as an arc was the technology. I still fucking love the dials. And it's still completely unexplained. Completely how unexplained. that exists, what, they never explain how they're made, where they come nope. from. Nope. And for all we know, those dials are basically the access to the uh, Skypeans. It's like moon technology, probably, right? Like the robots? Mo modern sci-fi technology, if you would, possibly. Yeah, like automatas. Um, and then that connects, obviously, to the pre-story that is now seeming like a fucking goldmine of foreshadowing uh, with oh, Enaru, yeah. right? Where, at first, it's just like, oh, here's Enaru, this villain from Skypea. The community is memeing, you know, oh, skip this arc, it's no big deal. And then here's Enaru, he's flying to the moon, he's found these robots. It's I honestly love how, how hard that's going to come back around. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll be in it. denial, they'll be in denial, they'll have their heads in the sand going, oh, it still sucks. Oh, it's just, oh, this the pre-chapter only made it important. It's like, no, Skypea is still fucking good. So, before we skip to that, um, but yeah, the dials being, like, the access to the closest thing the One Piece universe has to, like, modern technology. Like, you can literally have speed racers, you could have cars, waivers that can fly through the air, like yeah. planes, right? And that's all because of dial technology. And it's just explained through, oh, anything it absorbs, it releases, right? Um, there's even, like, a lot of fun, like, non-canon stuff where you have, like, the madness dial that I lost my mind. I posted on Discord going, <laughs> this shit exists? How do you capture madness? And it's like, it doesn't matter. It's what is real. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that is a weird dial. It's I, it is non-canon. I think it's from a game, the madness so. dial, but uh, it sounded a little Lovecraftian. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's like shit straight out of Bloodborne. Even I hadn't heard of that until you. <laughs> I was I was researching for the episode. I just I ran into that. I'm like, no one told me about this. Why? <laughs> um, not to mention just like the overall. Like, the literal design of Skypea, where it's, like, it's an island floating in the sky by clouds so thick you need a special saw to cut through it. 
So I'm imagining, like, what does it even feel like? Because it's like what a child imagines, right? When you go, when you fly through the clouds in the sky, you imagine you can just jump on a cloud right. and float on it. And now we're literally going as adults going, how would that actually feel like? Because <laughs> you can't actually go through it. <laughs> there's a portion that you can swim through, but there's the land portion that you can't actually get through without cutting it. So mm-hmm. those little things were like, 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 well, fascinating. Obviously not too important to the overall conversation but like again like those little fascinations little things i noticed there um also just this was like one of the islands with one of the most interesting poneglyphs because ultimately it was a you know a, a, a finger pointing to go to fishman island right this is where yeah. uh, poseidon is however this is also the only one we can see where more modern times it was actually written on top of by Gold Roger, and thanks to Odin the Magnificent, right, who was with them on this trail. Yeah. So that's like the only poneglyph we know of that where it had like any like modern tampering with it whatsoever. I don't know if that will play a significant part, but either way, Odin did do that for Gold Roger. What was the message exactly? Was it like keep moving forward? Was it like just you're keep going, you're almost there, keep going? As I, if... I can't even recall the specifics of it. Yeah, but it was like very vague, right? It was just Gold Roger yeah. going like, "Hey, you're almost there." It's like As, Gold Roger was here, <laughs> you yeah, know, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, my favorite meme is Gary was here. Ash is a loser. <laughs> <when> yeah. He <laughs> <tries to laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so it makes me think that if if anyone was trailing Gold Roger's actual journey, like Skypia was one of his last locations because he wanted to leave that note behind, right? Like, keep moving forward. You're almost there, right? You're almost there. But obviously, yeah, you're on the right just, path, kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Keep looking. Yeah, then for the Straw Hots, it's like near the beginning or like the first third of their adventure. Um, this is also that, the, that was the the first signpost of the road to the end game that we ever got. A little bit, yeah, because it pointed to the Poseidon that we end up knowing is yeah, it kind of like set us on a path. Like this is or there's these things because we had just gotten Robin at this point, really, right? Right, this was before Water 7. I have to remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she right. just joined. This is her first full saga. Then we learn about these poneglyphs and everything. We learn, like, Gold Roger was kind of following them for some reason, etc., etc. So this really was the first signpost of where One Piece was heading as a whole. And I think mm-hmm. the importance of that is just drastically underestimated. Absolutely. And then on top of that as well, it, this is one of my uh, smaller theories. But, um, like, we'll get into the big theory later on. But the smaller theory is this is the second poneglyph we know of that's like an, a finger pointing to an ancient weapon. But this is also a second location that is deeply connected to the void in history. Because we learned that Skypia before it became like a half and half, right? Before it became Jaya and Skypia. Before, I think it was just Shandora as a whole. Or maybe it was Skypia still, I don't know. Uh, it was but Jaya before. It was just Jaya. Okay, so now currently we have Jaya on the bottom half and then Skypia the top half. Well, Sky- and then- I think Skypea is its own thing. Skypea was always there, but the part that became Enel's territory, Upper Yard, was the piece of Jaya. Okay, okay. Because Skypea is not made of land, right? It was its own thing. But it was the, the clouds. The land part, yeah, came from Jaya. Okay, okay, so I did get mixed up on that information. But my my theory is still standing where, because the Poneglyph itself wasn't on Skypea, right? It was on the Jaya section that was shot up? Yes. Did we know that? Yes. That, okay, It okay. was in the Golden City. Okay, okay. So that still lines in with... Yeah, that's I, from, what, what, from Jaya, yeah. All right, thank you. So that lines in with what I was about to say, which was, it seems like all these territories that are have to do with, like, people telling us where the ancient weapons are, or where the ancient weapons are, actually, were attacked directly by the world government during the world history. Because... The void in history. 
because we, as we know that which probably like, might connect to the later theory right we learn that um the the origins of the skypians the shandorans right the birkins the people that came from the fucking moon that we learned were very advanced right. they were incredibly advanced so much that they left the moon to earth in search for soil right which they call verth um and so for all we know jaya at some point was looking a lot like egghead probably right incredibly advanced you probably had people living here it probably was a colony right people were just get, adapting to the earth very possibly and, and then possibly as well attacked by the world government for their technology so for all we know vegapunk is not using technology that they invented strictly on their own maybe they had blueprints right maybe from 800 years ago hey we attacked this super sci-fi advanced society that didn't want to join us we overpowered them with numbers Hey, do you hear some blueprints? Do you think you can, you know, back... Uh, what's oh, it man, I think... Sorry to interrupt, but I think engineer. the details of what exactly happened are going to be so fun to see and so interesting because there was... It does seem like there was, like, a war on technology almost. Yeah, to whatever the hell with what happened with Jaya because now all we have is, Did like, they ancient use ruins. fruits, you think? With, like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, all these possibilities as well. It's hard to um, imagine what else could combat fucking lasers. Yeah, you 800 know? years ago, right? With, like, like wooden ships and cannons. And then, yeah, you're exactly right. Whereas, like, sci-fi technology, how the hell do they get bested? I'm thinking, well, pure numbers, right? Enough. I, I mean, I guess if you have, like, an army of hockey users, you'd probably be fine. Also, we can kind of learn from the Automatas. They're not that powerful either because they got overpowered by some space bandits on the moon, right? True. The, you know, so maybe they were just not really meant for warfare. Yeah, they maybe were they were workers. Service. Yeah. So we don't know. We just know the leftovers was that all the technology that Jaya had is fucking gone, right? Whenever when we saw Jaya, it looked like an ancient civilization. And then we got from the pre-story with Enru going to the moon that that's actually the reverse. They were actually beyond the late stages of a Civ playthrough where they were just looping that future tech over and over again and they got bored. And then they eventually got overrun. Sorry, another Civ reference, civilization reference. But whatever happened to them, now we have what we now know as the um, Shandorans, right? People with the wings on their back, but they look like Native mm -hmm. Americans. And they don't look exactly technologically advanced, except for the dials, right? The fact that they can use, like, these huge fucking bazookas because they fuse, like, kinetic energy with fire. And that's their saving grace to combat against the Birkins, who would call themselves God, basically. Or gods. So, and that's, like, the leftovers from their, civil from their technology. So, for all we know, the world government, like, reverse-engineered some dials after hundreds of years right and then they got their own shit like that's when we got the transponder sales maybe like maybe that's off of like a certain way of dials i don't know again that's like something that could expand upon or even if it left unanswered that's a fun fan theory to have where all yeah. the crazy ass technology in the one piece universe originate originates from that void in history one of which is probably jaya star where they got completely overrun and everyone's like, here's the technology. They're not needing it anymore. They're all dead, except for those guys. But, you know, we can just leave them alone as a reminder, right? Um, incredibly tragic story that could definitely fit into the void in history, right? Where it's like, oh, we don't want to hide the fact that we c committed genocide on these civilizations. And we also took all their technology that we're using now. But shh, we did that, not them. Shh, right? So, sorry. That was like the small theory that kind of led into my big theory, which was like, yeah. Yeah, so Automata's from the moon, probably reverse-engineered by Vegapunk, so it's incredibly relevant to chapters 1061, 1062 in the manga, where the six satellites of Vegapunk, right, we don't know, we, we don't know if they're Automata's or Cyborg's, do we? 
Not really. That's still a mystery. still very vague. Yeah, because for all we know, like, Atlas, for example, even though she's huge, she could be a cyborg, right? Like like Frankie. Um, but as far yeah, as I can tell... easily. But, yeah. But they also have, like, those same headpieces that German 6'6 kids had, so... I said, I said kids Definitely again. Definitely similar oh looking. <laughs> yeah, so... If they are automatas, or, you know, even cyborgs, that reverse engineer technology can also lead back to goddamn Eneru on the moon because we're going to the sci-fi arc and if there's ever a time to revisit Eneru we even mentioned the previous episode where that weapon that Emu used against Lelouchia right seemed like it came from the heavens it had the 16 points which was something very similar to what Eneru looked like on the wall if there's ever a time Odo's gonna pull a fast one and just say hey Eneru's back in the plot by the way it's probably going to be Egghead or right after Egghead because... Yeah, and that's another one of those parallels, obviously, in the Mm -hmm. way that there was that second Sky Island and someone, you know, said something about Inaru and just got completely obliterated in a panel that looks incredibly similar to that 1060 1060 (laughs) panel. Yeah, 1060 panel. Yeah, the the, the hundreds of chapters ago and Inaru's like, yeah, he could do the exact same thing too. (laughs) That was by Inaru, right? Inaru is the one that destroyed the island you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm. We're not. Enaru sa- had set himself up as God, essentially. What we're assuming Im, Imu is doing in the background, or how they is, see themselves, I can imagine. It is incredibly fortunate that Luffy had a hard counter against Enaru's route because Enaru, like, like no joking, Enaru is probably like a top tier fighter in terms of yeah. strict raw power. I'm, I'm forced to conclude that Imu is also incredibly strong, and that he's going to be countered by Joy Boy, the Joy Boy Awakening. It's all yeah. It's, Kind of making a little compa- weird comparison here, but hear me out. It's almost like Enru was kind of like. What? Was Sorry, it? one more second. It's an or yeah. how one how the second half is kind of inverting things. Mm-hmm. It would be really interesting and cool if maybe Imu's power is a counter to Luffy's, and Luffy just has to kind of overpower him using hockey. I think I would be okay with that as well. I actually really like that theory because Kaido did drop that knowledge on us in the middle of the one. Their huge one. Yeah, fight, it's right? like Where you it's... can you can go great with your Devil Fruit, but you're never gonna reach the top without hockey. Like that's yeah, and how then... you set yourself apart. And I also feel like Oda wouldn't drop the fact that, yeah, Gold it, Roger. It's shonen, you know, like that is like, it's willpower. <laughs> it's, it, you yes, have to fight with your up. willpower for the final fight. It's mm-hmm. not about your devil fruit. It's not about the awakening. Like you're giving them all these really cool power ups. Not going to get to use any of them in the final fight. Pure grit. Guts yeah. is how Luffy will end it. I truly believe that. I actually do. I actually do agree with that, too, because I don't feel like Oda wouldn't drop that random tidbit of like history as well of like, oh, Gold Roger. He didn't have any devil fruit. It was just pure hockey. That dude was that skilled with hockey. I feel like he would not drop that lore tidbit unless what you say is going to be the conclusion as well. Honestly, he has one, a counter. A really interesting way to go about that is to have his devil fruit power like taken if he can somehow live through that. You mean like against Blackbeard? Like by Blackbeard, yeah. Someone who I don't know. I don't know exactly if or if it's going to be like maybe his power just won't be as effective if he'll actually lose it, etc. But I I really do think it's going to be a hockey based final fight for Luffy, mm-hmm. one way or another. Do you think, because we're talking about Luffy countering against Emu, do you think that could be the, the, the crazy windup where Eneru fights Luffy again, but Eneru is the one, like, mastering hockey suddenly? <laughs> like, he went through a training arc off screen, and Luffy's like, oh, you're actually a huge, bigger threat now, because you're that actually... Would be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy, and then Luffy can't, like, out your five I, see, <laughs> I could see Eneru getting waxed by Emu as a placeholder, mm. right? As a scaling. I can, yeah. So I could see all that happening. You enter maybe like beat someone else, you know? Yeah. With a reputation of some kind. He's got his hockey now. His observation was always insane. 
So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised at all if he could future sight at this point if he's been training. That is and true. then Imu just destroys him. Like there's yeah. only one god here, bitch. Yeah, exactly. It's me. I, I think that would be crazy. I it's also insane thinking looking back on it is like, yeah, even now Inaru has like the best observation hockey. Straight up, right? He can listen to anyone on the island throughout. Like, and yeah, anyone says aside his from name, like if you count Katakuri, the future site, other than that, easily. Oh, yeah. I'm about, yeah. Because like, about the, the range. Distance, the range. Somehow, yeah. I don't know how exactly it happened or how he did it, but it was confirmed that he could somehow amplify his mantra or observation hockey using like yeah. electrical signals, like radio waves or something. Now so that's, that's crazy. Way. Yeah, infusing your devil fruit with hockey. Like, that's, like, that's like, what... what is the limit to that range? Like, <laughs> we don't know. 10 miles? If it's, like, a short-range radio? Does it work in space? Like, is if you're on the moon, does it still work? Because do you need to rely on like, the how, air How far was Earth? that island, bro? Like, no one even <laughs> saw the lightning bolt. No one I... on Skypea saw the lightning bolt, bro, that destroyed no, the no island. And he how far talk... away was it? I want to know. He, he hears you talk shit one time. You're just instantly yeah, vaporized. It, no matter like where you are, if you're up there, like mm -mm, don't fuck with yeah. me. So That's even crazy. though this yeah, so even though this was like pre gear system, pre time skip Luffy, that still beat Enaru. I still think Enaru is still one of the strong ones because again, Luffy is was just a super hard counter. And then Enaru had to like straight up like indirectly attack Luffy. He couldn't like just shock him like he usually does. He actually had to use his weapons, he actually had to fight normally, and they saw a close fight. But that's why I brought up the whole, like, oh, what if Enru does the hockey thing instead of Luffy doing that to Emu? But I would still prefer the Luffy fighting Emu theory that you said just now. Like, I prefer that. I'm just saying that's also a possibility if Enru did that to Luffy. Yeah. I mean, no matter which way it goes, I'm sure it's going to kill it in the finale. He's been planning the ending for a long, long time. I mean, he's been on fire these last, and I'm like... I'm so excited. Yeah, he's been on fire these last couple of chapters. Like, except for that one part with Yamato, we'll leave that off to the side. But except <laughs> except with that with that being the exception, he's been on fire these last couple of chapters with terms of storytelling and setting up as well. Um, That was just from the Poneglyph and History of the Island, yeah. So and you briefly mentioned like Calgara and uh, Noland. I also kind of think since we're we were we're close to where we were talking about that right recently, we were. Right? I was getting to there. Yeah, I was getting to my own personal notes. Yeah, I was getting there. Yeah, I feel bit. like the parallel there is most likely going to be relating to the Joy Boy flashback, or maybe even like the a big Roger flashback. Mm hmm. Like what exactly? What like who was the actual original Joy Boy? What happened there with? Maybe it's not Egghead, but maybe the original uh, Jaya, for all we know, right? Yeah, because Noland and Roger especially have a lot of parallels. Mm -hmm. Adventurers doing their doing what they can to like, yeah, just and find the secrets of the world. Executed after finding this like mysterious fabled island. Well, they Noland, won't... you know, yeah, it was there's some asterisks on there, but right, it was it was like kind of disappeared to it vanished, became. And he was labeled a liar, whereas Roger wasn't, right? Roger got all this fame, so there's another inversion between the two of them. I just right, wonder Roger, if that comes Roger, back around. Yeah, Roger was so big, they couldn't figure out a way to turn him into a fairy tale, right? Because Nolan was, like, just a small enough explorer where that he turned into, like, a children's folk tale of, like, don't be a liar, don't do that kind of thing. But Roger was so infamous, they couldn't do it if they wanted to, right? But they both get executed, like you said, they both get executed the exact same way by the world government. But Noland didn't start the the age of piracy, <laughs> uh, the golden age of piracy. Roger did, but they both had their connections and stories. And still, like Noland and Calgara's backstory, is still one of the better ones of the entirety of One Piece. Is it entirely relevant directly? Probably not. But like you said, the possibility of it being serving as a parallel to a possible reveal of Joy Boy's origin, if we get that right, 
that could definitely be a side-by-side with Nolan and Kagara. Oh, one more thing as well. Whereas Roger said he was too early to accomplish his task, Nolan ended up being too late to reunite with Kalgara. That is very true. There's that a lot. The more, the more I think about all those parallels and the inversions, the more stuff begins to line up, which is why I think, like, we need to be looking at Skypea some more to everyone. Skypea's yeah. got some secrets. And not just to meme on the daughter. I wasn't here for this, but not to just meme on the daughters of like, oh, you can skip Skypea. It's like, no, we really should, actually. This, <laughs> like, chapter 1062 especially kind of, like, reinforced the fact that we definitely need to look back on, because I know One Piece fans are really good at this, going back to, like, a single panel 700 chapters ago foreshadowing this event right and what me and justin are trying to say if you're going to get any lesson from this episode is look at skypia there's probably a lot of fucking evidence there hell skypia gave us evidence for fucking joy boy gear five in wano from that panel with Luffy dancing from the fire and i thought that was kind of a stretch of a theory but then we see that flashback story of like one of the officers going like, oh, the sun god Nika drawn the exact same way. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Though, those those crazier One Piece fans, oh, they're not so crazy now. <laughs> now they got like 200,000 followers on Twitter. Everyone's going, man, what are they going to predict next? Because <laughs> they actually fucking called it. Um, but yeah, definitely for Skypia being like incredibly relevant. But the, uh, what was the other thing that, yes, we mentioned the Automatas, the power, you mentioned the power to wipe off the island off of map, right, Inaru, and now Emu can do that exact same thing. The 16 rays of light, uh, we mentioned it in a previous episode, but we'll say it right again here, is the 16 rays, uh, if you look at the panel in the pre-chapters of Enaru looking at the hieroglyphs on the walls, you can kind of, like, just, like, mathematically guess that has 16 points, that little thing on the top left, and it's right yeah. next to, like, a bunch of fish and some Neptunians and a bunch of soldiers. And it's like, oh, that's the Pluton, possibly, and that's definitely uh, Poseidon right there. So that's probably Uranus, the god of the sky. And the 16 points. And Enaru, again, having that same power where he can disintegrate an island, we see the 16 rays, and we're like, there's a lot of connections here. So that's why I also said, like, we could see Enaru again anytime soon, or at least a reference, right? Uh, I was thinking it is time for Enaru to come back. Definitely like, in this arc. I, I, would, I would call that. Yeah, because the last we saw him, that he was he kind of seemed like he was satisfied with being on the moon with his new followers, but he also seemed a little bored at the same time, where he's like, he'll be not, back. Yeah, it's not as flashy as I want it to be, right? Like, I have these followers, they seem loyal to me, but they're not see me as a god they see me as like a like a, a, a nice guy saving them. i don't want that i want to be god right so he's gonna come back to uh one piece earth and then he, maybe oh you know what maybe he detected lelusha being vaporized with like all that energy and Enrico goes i want some of that kind of like um electro from uh spider-man right where he can sense electricity like a source of power is that did i get the name right electro did i yeah. get that name right um Maybe he, that's how that brings him back, right? He brings the arc back with his automatas with him going, hey, followers, there's a nice source of energy down there I just detected. I want that. <laughs> and then these automatas that seem like, like really nice people, and they probably are really nice people, but they're serving the wrong master. And they go, yeah, let's fuck him up. Let's get this power source. And they end up attack, attacking Egghead for all we know. Like a fourth faction of part of this. I don't know. We can get some crazy fucking shit going on in Egghead. Well, I saw and heard some stuff about uh, how all of these names of the Vegapunk satellites or cyborgs, they're they all, all kind relate of to relate moon, right? to the moon. Yeah. In some way. I and it does too. line up, including like some like Pythagoras' like theorems or whatever and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So with all that in mind, I'm pretty sure. And just 
and with the way Oda's just been kind of just letting us eat and they're called, <laughs> lately. And they're, call, and they're called satellites too, which yeah, is like exactly right, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is this is the space arc. I think we're gonna get the reveal about what's going on with whether or not all those bodies we saw were moons, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which, to some extent, I think does mean this may also be when we get a little bit about the Void Century here in this arc. God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so too. I would love that, but obviously we're not gonna get everything here. But maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll learn that they were super advanced here officially, right? Maybe that's what we get here. Yeah. Also, um, if if my crackpot, well, not mine, but a lot of people's crackpot theories is true, if that if Luffy's ultimate dream is to just go to the moon or some shit, like go to space, this would be the arc two for that reveal. <laughs> because hey, we got the space arc, like you said. Would you like the reveal that, like at the end of this story, that the whole planet is basically like an island, quote unquote, in a in a space grand line? That and means they just that leave. Would, That's the end. That would that would just be the yeah, like a possibility of like a one piece spinoff where like Oda's like okay, I'm done. But I just expanded the universe for all y'all motherfuckers. Have fun. I'm sleeping. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah, I'm I'm sleeping. That would be the most boss ass shit to do. Where like, cause you know how George Lucas was Star Wars, right? Like he wrapped up his two trilogies and he's like, and then he eventually sold it to Disney. Oda like planned this from the start where he's like, okay, One Piece, Planet Earth, right? They're our version of Earth. We have this stuff here. Now the possibility of sailing into space, like kind of like our, my own Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm wiping my hands. I'm tired. I'm old. Go nuts. I'm selling the rights to whoever right (laughs) you guys do it have fun with it that would be the most boss move like his own like gold roger move either that would be his own gold roger move he starts the golden age of fan fiction (laughs) 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 just goes nuts of like straw hats go to tatooine straw hats go to like this sci-fi reference to that sci-fi reference or even just to that random ass like obscure uh like entertainment property reference because now we're kingdom heartsing this shit where we're just going on our ship to other planets, other worlds and shit. Oda is going to out Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts. That is impressive. Wow. If this possibility happens. But, yeah, but let's go back to Skype, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to get we're thinking too big. Uh, yeah, we'll go, we're, we're going to go too crazy with the theorizing. Hey, we go to, we, to more in-game stuff. We told our listeners we're going to have fun with this episode. We're having some fun right now, but you are right. Let's get back to Skype. Let's get back to Skype, yeah. Um... So one, also- more, one more takeaway that this is not like an original theory, but it definitely, I think, supports a very popular theory, and I think other people agree. Yeah. I'm just not sure if you've heard everything or if all of our listeners have, so I'm going to lay it out about that yeah. Nolan Calgara flashback again. Mm-hmm. It's about the, the importance of, like, song. Oh, okay. Yeah, how they say, like, the bell in particular is, like, the yeah. song of the island, the tone that it makes. The and light how of that tone carries the souls of and the right right the, it was the tone of the bell that would allow their souls to be brought back together eventually I love, even I love transcending that. time. I love and, that spirituality part of that backstory. Sorry, I just yeah, kind of throw yeah, that in me there. too, me too. Which you, if you obviously you can hear our Skype episode if you missed mm-hmm. it. That's why I'm not expanding on it. <laughs> and I think that the idea of this, especially tying it into the whole of One Piece, which this song being the thing, an important like connection between past and present yeah i almost messed it up <laughs> between the present <laughs> and the, like the past mm-hmm. i think it is basically confirming the the importance of that song being sake right yeah whether or not that song itself is the one piece which i think there is a very very strong argument for there could also be the time as well where because you like you mentioned the the song right if, uh, the once you ring the bell 
the souls find their way back, to, like as a beacon, like a lighthouse, right? And find their yeah, way back. And so, like, you know, the lyrics of Bing Sake kind of imply that the return of some grand fallen, like, kingdom, right? When the moon comes back and the, the new dawn rises. Kind of I'm mumbling. I have here. to look into that again. I did not really think of that. I was busy, too busy crying over Brooks's uh, conclusion. It's, okay, so real quick, <laughs> the first couple lines are. Or it's from a certain verse, like, if you lose your nerve, this breath could be your last. But if you hold on, the morning sun will rise. Waving goodbyes, uh, like, we mm. won't see each other again, but don't look down, because tomorrow the moon is going to come back, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Something, you know, the, the, it's the, like the, the passing of time, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The and, of... and the last line is, like, the never-ending, ever-wandering, funny traveling tale. Which, the last line being, warai banashi, which is like a funny story, a.k.a. laugh tale. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like that. That that wrapped it up a lot more. Uh, because before when you said like the passing of time, I'm like maybe, but it seems a little too. Yeah, but then you concluded I'm not it with like the laugh all tale. the way with every particular detail, but I do think Bing Sake is the story of the Void Century and possibly or, or a connection to it. Yeah, a connection to yeah. the laugh tale at the very least. Um, there's also the ongoing themes of like we're talking about. Um, we're talking about emu right uh, earlier about like uh fighting gods. There's also the, the reminder as well that the people who have the will of D or the D in their name have been known to be like demons, right? Those who challenged gods. The, in this case, the, they were talking about celestial dragons, right? Because we learned this in the Dressrosa arc with uh, Shadow Stone. Is that his name? Talking to Law. Uh, Shadow Stone? Shadow Stone? Corazon? Uh, Corazon, thank you. Like Sorry. Law's dad, de facto? Yeah, real yeah. dad, yeah. Um, <laughs> big brother, uh, real dad. Um, talking about how people with the D have been, um, the will of D, sorry, when I say the, with the D, it just sounds like with the dick, um, the will <laughs> of D. Reminds, there's like the, have you seen the Robin meme? It's from Zoe, when she's like crossing her legs, like, I too am interested in D, and it like, <laughs> the smile. So I think funny. I made that joke in Ara Boston, yeah, dude. So, <laughs> so it all connects. I'm glad to see that the One Piece fandom is not, uh, too mature to make jokes like that, because I was oh, on that on. shit when I was reading that too. <laughs> um. But yeah, the will of D being like the uh, defying the will of God, right? It seems very in line with like the possibility, like the eventuality of like Luffy eventually coming to challenge Emu, right? Yeah, and the with all dragons. these with all these Skypea connections we're we're talking about, and it's like, well, Luffy hasn't defied a god for the first time, right? This wouldn't be his first time. It was the first time was against Enru. Like we know he's not actually a god, but he's self proclaimed to be one, and. By that logic, you can also say, well, Emu is not a god. He's self-proclaimed as one. The celestial dragons are also self-proclaimed gods. So, again, we're talking about parallels here, sort of that they rhyme. Thanks for this for that line. But it is relevant here. So that could ultimately be the the final, like, hey, reread Skypia. Like, we know the pacing is kind of bad at Skypia. We talked about it in our episode. But there's a very... There's a lot of important details in Skypea. Obviously, the reason for this episode. Um, I think that's it for my notes. Uh, we talked about the Automatas. We talked about the Will of D. Uh, the uh, Uranus. Uh, actually, Pontiglyph. we got through most of the stuff I wanted to talk about, too. Just those those are like the really important things is how I feel. The importance of Bing Sake, which I don't think anyone really disagrees with that. Just more and more evidence kind of being compiled. Yeah. I really think that Calgara is like the joy boy representative in the flashback how in that exactly story. yeah because if noland is roger quote unquote or hmm i guess there could even be a like a triple entendre if you will well it has to be 800 years ago Where so a joy noland, boy can't have met roger yeah yeah it wouldn't have been, cause they wouldn't be 
So it's either Joy Boy, well, Nolan and Roger are the, together, right? They're the same. So maybe Joy Boy is in that same line, and there's either three, I don't know, three separate. <laughs> like, yeah. It gets well, really complicated. Yeah, we'll have to see when we eventually get the origins of Joy Boy, which I'm pretty sure if we do, we'll, we're getting our answer to the Void history at the same time, right? I feel like Oda's going to leave that flashback to be like, you thought the Odin backstory was my best work? Oh, this is going to be it's, the best It's going to be like four volumes. <laughs> Like four itself, volumes right? everyone's gonna be like isn't this with luffy it's like nah this is one piece dude this is what we've been waiting for for like over a thousand <laughs> chapters or not a thousand like when was the void in history introduced was that chapter 400 500 around there yeah water earlier but yeah, yeah so hundreds of chapters years decades we've been waiting decades for this you guys have i've been waiting a year but it feels like <laughs> decades to me um right. yeah so Basically, I guess we can say I can't wait for uh, Egghead to suddenly turn into Near Automata and just rip off Yokotaro's plot. Uh, I'm totally down for that because that means we also get big robot butts and turret outfits, and I'm down for that. So that's the whole reason for this episode. <laughs> just the Near Automata reference at the end there. Now, um, please reread Skypia. It's definitely relevant to what we're getting right now with Egghead. We've only seen, as a, I guess for reference, 1062 was the last chapter to come out. Um, 1063 early scans might be releasing by the time we finish recording this episode or later in the day, right? Um, And I'm really fucking curious because this is my first time with the new arc starting. So this is being crazy developments going on. As you can tell, I'm being, I'm stuttering so much right now because I'm just like, we can't wait for the next chapters because we want to talk about Egghead more and more. And Thankfully, with this episode, we found a perfect excuse to talk about old and the present, just as Justin said. Yeah, so in the coming art, you have any shots you want to call on your bingo card? Like, I think Enel's going to play a part in this role. I don't have the sure. bingo card in front of me right now. Shit. Um, ah, that was, that wasn't on the actual bingo one that, uh, that we have on the Discord, but <laughs> just you're a metaphorical. Uh, you're asking me about the crazy one, right? Like, Yeah, a some, maybe a little one. crazy. Yeah, I'm, as you can tell, I'm trying to buy time, trying to fucking find it. Like the like um, like Devil Fruit history would be pretty crazy, I think. Devil Fruit but it's also they're pretty likely here because we're a Vegapunk. Uh, I don't know if it's on there, but we just mentioned it. But like Inaru mentioned, if that's on there somewhere, I don't think it is. But if Inaru, yeah, damn it! <laughs> uh, oh, I just have it. The one that I think will definitely not happen is Yamato catches up with the crew. I can't take that pain. Yeah, I can't take that pain. That if you guys happening. want to get in on our bingo <laughs> shenanigans, come catch us on our Discord. It's free. You can pop through. But if you want to get a special role on there and access your monthly hangouts, you can support us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash OP is OP. We really appreciate all the support we get on there. And we love talking with you guys on Discord. If you want to talk about the new chapter that's going to come out sometime today. Or, well, I mean, it's not today for you guys. It'll be, it'll be out It came out the last chapter. If you want to talk <laughs> with us about it, hit us up on Discord and come find us over there. Oh, it still hurts, dude. Fucking someone posted a Discord of Yamato getting the golden ticket to join the fucking Straw Hats. <laughs> and it, and it was pick. bought. It was Bentham's ticket. <laughs> Bentham's ticket. And I I'm just that. like, that still Shout hurts, dude. It's, it's still too soon. That still hurts, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was a great meme. I love it. Oh, uh, I loved it and hate it at the same time. <laughs> and aside from on our Discord, where can they find you, Jacob? They can find me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. That is J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-D-A. Please do not talk about Film Red. That will come out for the United States in less than a month. But November 3rd. We have not seen it yet. I'm going to get a fucking movie poster from that movie. Thank God. Um, I asked my uh, relative to put a dibs for that 
extra poster because he, he works at a movie theater. So I asked him to move it, did for an extra movie poster. I'm getting that fucking poster. He confirmed it. Nice. So can't wait for that shit. That's Where can awesome. they find you, Justin? You can find me at Twitter or on Twitter at Jitsu, J-I-T-S-Z-U. Mm-hmm. And do we mention the leave a positive review if you guys can? Do we do you take offense to that? Sorry, I was in my I little... not actually no. Okay. So if you guys want to leave a review for us on uh Spotify, iTunes, please do so. Give us feedback, constructive criticism, or even just you know, just some some thumbs up, some props, some kudos. That'd be awesome to send it our way. Uh whenever you guys send us kudos, it's it's like as if we're getting zapped by Inaru, but we're made of rubber, so it feels very tingly on the inside. <laughs> I, I, we, I'm, we're, we're trying to come up. We're getting better and better with these uh, examples, but you know what I mean. It, it, it's reinvigorating for us. Um, and also, you meant you mentioned the, the Discord. You mentioned yeah, and it's just uh, another great free way to support the show. Absolutely. Uh, is there anything else we're missing? No, I think that's about it. We will see you guys in our next episode. Bye bye. <laughs>